Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White, and in The Great People Studio is my great co-host, James Muncy. What's up? What's going on? Good morning. Oh, man, just uh, living every day as if it's uh, not my last day, really. Really? It doesn't make any sense. No, not it? at all. Well, we're going to talk about persistence today. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So that this. was my cute little way to saying every day you got to get up and make something happen because it's not going to be made for you usually. That's right. And this was your topic. Yeah, you know, you and I tend to float ideas back and forth with yep. each other. And yep. uh, this was one I think, yeah, that I had mentioned persistence. I like it. And when you asked me about it, I was like, oh, we've done persistence on the show. Let me let me check. And I was like, we've never really talked about the word persistence. We've we've danced around it a little bit. Mm. Uh, our very first show, which feels like a really long time ago, which you weren't a co-host yet. I wasn't. I was a mere non-co-host back then. <laughs> you were a mere child. That's right. <laughs> a, mere, a mere non-co-host. Uh, was about when do you quit? Right. And it's it's... Towards the tail end of that persistence for some people. Right. And then it made me realize when we decide to quit is actually before we become persistent because most people quit before they even get started. The vast majority of people, I would say, do. So uh, we're going to talk about this today. We're going to be persistent about talking about this topic. Very excited about it. Uh, Every single show that we do, whether you're listening to us on live radio, on the podcast, anywhere, in your car, in in your house, on your walk, on your run, in the gym. Thank you for being here. We deliver to you, the listener, the insights and inspiration for a life of significance. Um, another angle to this, James, that I want to make sure that we cover in depth is momentum. Mm-hmm. That life is a, a regular pace of energy. And too many of us, most of the time fall victim to what's given to us in this, um, let's just call it throwing your sail up and letting the winds of life blowing us any direction that we want to go. Yeah. And when you, when you brought up the word persistence, it just, it, it, it puts into my mind sheer will. Definitely. And I'll make a very bold statement about persistence. My belief is that persistence is the number one ingredient that separates success from failure. Maybe failure is a strong word in some cases, but to not reaching your ultimate success goals. I think that persistence is is the top thing because the vast majority of people, that is where they, that's what they run out of. They run out of persistence. They run out of persistence before they reach what they're doing, or maybe they don't have it to begin with, or maybe you're trying to find some ways to get, more of it. Mm. But I am telling you, if you read books written by successful people, if you listen to interviews by successful people, and I'm talking about leaders in business, politics, uh, celebrities in Hollywood, pretty much anybody, they will tell you that the number one thing that they did to succeed was they never, ever 
quit. Mm-hmm. They saw that through. They wanted it that badly. They were hungrier than the next person, and they stuck at it until they reached that goal. And it's certainly been true in my life. I think it's been true in yours, um, in, in uh, Ray Kroc, founder of McDonald's or mm-hmm. founder of the franchise of McDonald's, mm-hmm. took a concept that didn't even exist. I mean, when, when McDonald's was founded, the whole idea of fast food, the whole idea of getting food that, that was just wrapped in paper with no utensils or, or plates or anything like that was unheard of. And he had to educate the country about what this was as he went out and grew this franchise. And when he was asked, what is the secret to your success? Mm-hmm. There's one word, persistence. I love it. So I got two thoughts on what you just said. First of which, I am totally in agreement that no person in history has ever been successful without persistence, ever. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to have someone debate me on that. Don't even think it's because of luck or someone's get, been given something because I don't know how much of that is really considered to be successful. And the second of which is this concept of uh, the example you're using is fast food, that the things that we are creating in our life, most 99.9% of what is being created is being created on top of something that's already been created. Mm-hmm. So you have a new concept for a restaurant. It falls into an existing category. It's a new, it's a new concept on fast food. Uh, that may have a better chance of success because there's an established something there than the Ray Crocs of the world that are literally creating something out of thin air. Mm-hmm. There is no basis for it. Right. And he said, and not to interrupt your thought, but it's interesting. When asked in the same interview, why the McDonald's brothers themselves couldn't mm-hmm. do what Ray did. Because Ray didn't invent it, JJ. Mm-hmm. He, it wasn't his idea. The McDonald's brothers came up with the whole concept. And it was a, an, a game-changing innovation. But when asked why they couldn't do it, it was the same answer. They didn't have the persistence. They had the idea. They were, they were genius in what they did. But they didn't have the persistence. Yeah to take it national. And so in that situation, when, 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 you were, when you're doing something that's never been done, and I don't mean necessarily like being Ray Kroc and inventing something that's never been invented. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about something that you have never done, you have never experienced. Uh, maybe you're the first person ever in your family to start a business or anything. There's really no precedence in your life to have created something. The chances of you seeing that thing through are practically zero. Correct. Because you have no experience. You have tremendous amount of fear. There's a tremendous amount of uncertainty. Yep. And as soon as we start hitting these walls that we've never, ever experienced in our life, the instant reaction we have, the easy way out is to quit. Mm -hmm. There's... those of you that are listening that have been through trials and tribulations and you've pushed through self-imposed barriers that have kept you from succeeding at something in life, when you look back on that, you literally probably say to yourself, what in the world was I so scared of? Mm -hmm. Why was that such a huge challenge for me? Because if that came up today, I know exactly how to push through that. It's very mental. It's very attitudinal. And so the, the, the least proven, the least experienced thing that we're doing is going to be the one that is going to cause us to be least persistent at it because it's just so easy to quit and it's so easy to quit right now. Uh, 
I've talked about this a couple times on the show. I've ran a couple marathons. It's, it's very, very easy to quit whenever you've ran eight miles, nine miles, 10 miles, because you literally cannot fathom running 26 miles. Mm-hmm. Even if you've ran a half marathon, you literally cannot fathom running a full marathon because it's not doubling your efforts. It's like taking your existing efforts times 10 yeah. because it's this diminishing point of anything that you have left. And that's why most people do quit. That's why most people that have that goal do not see it through because we don't see it possible. We don't, we, we can't, we can't even visualize it. We can't even create a vision of that. But we know if you keep doing a little bit of time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, you get closer to reality of, you know what, this thing is going to be real. And then whenever you start to run the marathon, you start to feel that even more because most people that have ran their marathon for the first time have only ran 20 miles out of the 26, which yep. is even scarier. It is. And then you get to that mile 21 when you're running the marathon and you go, holy crap, I think I'm going to do this. 22, 23. Just think about that for a second. It's not until you're actually doing it and almost done with it that you've started to realize that this can actually happen. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's not just envisioning yourself being able to do it, but it's not getting discouraged along the way. It is, it is just having that extra fuel to keep going. There are so many people who have been on the very precipice of their success. They've been right there and they've, and they've given up. Yep. Their, their persistence has given up. And folks, these aren't all necessarily huge goals. These aren't necessarily marathons or starting a, a, a huge national business or even a local business. This could <laughs> be that promotion that you're trying to get at work and you just got passed over. Yeah. And, and not being persistent enough to hang in there for the next time. Yeah. It, this, is, this is scalable from things big and small throughout your life. Yep. So uh, we're today talking about persistence, and we want you to stick with us, folks. Stay, stay here with the show, and, I, and I'm going to reemphasize something you just said, James. This isn't always just about the big things. Yeah. And it's, it is our, our daily habits that perhaps we lack persistence, that when we do encounter the big things, we do not have the strength to overcome that. Absolutely. So come back with us. Don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. You know, James, this is a good topic. I think we should keep going. All right, let's be persistent through the whole thing. <laughs> let's push through any kind of barriers we may have and make sure that we do not give up on this topic in our audience. Because, you know, it's like that marathon, man. We've got like another 32 minutes to go. I can see the finish line in front of us. I can hear the crowds. That's I can right. hear them yelling over the bridge. They want me to finish. That's right. We, we personalize it. Uh, I said at the top of the show, I wanted to talk about momentum. Mm-hmm. And... And this is just a very personal observation that I've had is as I look back on things where I gave up and gave up too soon and even some things maybe I didn't give up soon enough, it was a lot of the momentum pushing the wind to my back on things, whether it be encouragement from other people, um, decisions going in my favor, the feelings that I have. It's, It's very much a daily thing. We wake up every single day with a feeling inside of us, a very uh, emotional balance of going on that's going to determine if we're going to have a good day or not or a bad day or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to overcome some bad feelings. Sometimes we just ride the wave of the good feelings. And a lot of people, 
every single morning, maybe you woke up this morning and you had some a little bit of anxiety over something that was going on today, or maybe you just weren't sure about something that you needed to do, and maybe you just straight up didn't feel good. Well, those things start to make a huge difference in our abilities to make decisions on whether we're going to keep going with, even if, even if that day has nothing to do with this big project you're working on that you need to be persistent about, you're going to make some small decisions all day long that lead you to either second guess yourself or give yourself encouragement that this is the the right path that I'm on. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. Some people, because I know we have a big audience of, of leaders and a big audience of small business owners, and you've been a multiple small business owner. You're faced daily with questions on, should I keep going in this or not? Oh, is, yeah. is, this really, is this really worth it? A lot of us have had relationships like that. It's like, is today going to be the day that I break up with this person? Or I've never been through a divorce, but I know some people have a lot of turmoil whenever they start to make these decisions. And is this worth um, persisting through? Yeah. And, and those are, those are tough decisions. I mean, I can tell you just from, from some of the business I've run, I mean, blood, sweat and tears are, are accurate. I mean, I I have, I have bled, uh, Lord knows Mm -hmm. I've sweated. And uh, on a couple of occasions, I mean, to be brutally honest, uh, I've just had to go into a room and just, uh, and just, and just let it out with, with a lot of tears. Um, You know, you have those days, but at the end of it, the goal is worth it if you want it badly enough. And it is just, it is digging deep. It is finding that extra energy. It is reminding yourself on a daily basis of what it is that you're trying to do. And one thing that really helped me is to put things like that in writing. Hmm. You know, we've talked before on the show about putting our goals in writing. um, And and those are often annual goals. But put your short-term goals in writing. Put down what it is that you're trying to accomplish and refer back to that and revise that Often, it will help drive you. It will help keep you going. Absolutely. Uh, I've talked about this, I think, when we did our um, goals for 2018 show in the earlier part of the year. I just started to use a full focus planner. Yeah. How's that going? Oh, oh, it's it's absolutely transformational. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One of the main drivers, which is what you just explained, is every single day, you look at what are the top three things that I want to accomplish today. But it's not based on what you have to do. It's based on the top three things that you said you were going to accomplish for the week, which also are not based on what you need to do. Those are based on your written goals. Mm -hmm. And before I started using this particular process, I always thought it was a cliche. Yeah, and I'm supposed to write down my goals. Yeah, and I'm supposed to write down my vision. Uh, I know the successful people in the world do that. I'm sure I I should do that too. It's just, there's so much information out there about how you should do that. And I've always felt um, I'm, I'm good enough at it. And it wasn't until I actually started to use this wholeheartedly that I realized, wow, I've really sucked at it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to see completely different results in my life because every single day I am focused on truly what is most important. And I've had to say no to a lot more things. I've had to walk away from potential clients simply because... What I found is I try to take on so much, it, it takes my energy away from the things that I need to really focus on, which are the things that are harder, mm-hmm. which are the things that I need to be more persistent about. But I think once you get really trapped into doing the little things that you like to do rather than the big things that you don't like to do, but you know you need to do, these become an excuse not to do those. And then you wake up one day in a year going, 
you know, I think I'm going to quit on that other thing. I think I'm going to give up on that other thing because I'm just not getting the results that I want. When if you really look in reflection, you were shortchanging it the whole time. Oh, absolutely. The whole time you were shortchanging it, but you were looking, you were looking for a way out. Mm -hmm. Let's be really honest. The reason persistence dies is because you're afraid of something and you have found enough excuses to stop doing it. I, I agree. And I think that that is responsible for the majority of time that people do, they, they, that they quit and run out. Yep. I think that the, the second place to that would be when you are working towards something and maybe you start to have persistence, but you are just met with so many obstacles mm -hmm. that you finally run out of steam. Uh, I've got a project that I'm working on right now. It is a, a craft brewery that, uh, that this, this guy is I like, opening. I like what you're working on. A, a substantial one. It's not in Richmond. It's, it's outside of the area. But I tell you what, this guy had a, about a year and a half ago, I've been working with him for almost two years. Mm. He had a contract on a building and it was a historical use building and uh, his project costs uh, were going to be double what he had anticipated. So he canceled his contract and he said, but you know what, James, I'm not giving up. And by the way, he quit his job to do all this. Ooh. He said, I'm not giving up. So six months passed by and he said, hey, we found a piece of land now. We're not going to do it in the city. We're going to do it out and do a more rural concept. And I said, great. He put together his budget. He went back out to investors. He raised the money that, uh, that he needed Love and it. he put a new plan together. So then fast forward another six months, he's got his contractor, he's got his concept, his equipment is ordered and, he's, and he thinks he's set to go. And he's going through the county and state approval process of all of his plans and permits. And guess what happens? The Department of Transportation comes in and says, <laughs> we want you to make all of these road improvements, Gosh. your exits and entrances in and out of your parking lot are not adequate. And that added another $450,000 onto his project. So here I am. I'm like, my gosh, this is it. This guy has done awesome, but, but he, he's not, I mean, he's, he's going to quit. He's going to give up. You know what he did? He went back out. He raised more money. Good for him. He got that. And now uh, construction is going to start next week. Uh, the loan got closed and, and construction starts next week. And man, he had the drive. He had the determination. But even people with drive and determination in that situation, most would have quit. Absolutely. And he stayed persistent and he's going to get this done. The, the most successful people in the world kept going when, when, all, when everyone else would have quit. Yeah. I mean, really. the world was against this guy. Yeah. He couldn't catch a break and and he stuck with it and, and he saw it through and it's going to happen. That, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, is persistence. A huge element. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pull out one thing that you said that I think is one of the most important elements on persistence in that story is he quit his job. He did. In, in the world that's called burning your boats. Yeah. And if you know that story where, um, and I don't know the story, there's, there's, there's a, a story kind of similar in the Bible but it's another story about warfare where the general literally uh, invaded a country on the beach and then uh, burned the boats. Mm. So there was absolutely no turning back. You were either going to fight for your life or here, or you're going to fight for your life back there. So you're, you're, you're motivated to want to win up here rather than try to retreat and, and run away. In this situation, he didn't have anything to run back to. And I and I love one of the I love one of the Dale Carnegie quotes is ask yourself what's the worst that can happen, yeah. And in this situation, what's the worst that he can happen? He's he just runs out of places that he can find money, yep. Which really isn't even a worst that can happen. I mean, no. it, it can get ten times worse than that. But it's it's what first of all let's and let's start with the beginning here. 
What's your vision? What do you want bad enough? Something that you literally will live on the street, lose everything over because you want it bad enough. And I don't think, I don't think people, I don't think anybody listening to the show, maybe even myself, have anything in their life worth that. Mm. And if it's not worth that, you're, you're going to lose persistence. You're going to lose energy. You're going to lose momentum. And, um, and the vision will die. Yep. The vision, it doesn't matter how powerful the vision is. You can write it down. You can cast it. You can tell people about it. But if you are not completely jacked up, almost addicted to this vision, to the point where nothing else, nothing's going to get into my way. As soon as something does get in your way, you're going to fold like a long chair. And yes. you're not used to it. No. And that's, and that's what most people are ultimately going to do. And mm-hmm. the choice that you have to make, do you want to be like everybody else or do you want to be the exception? Do you want to be, this guy's name is Jason. Do you want to be the Jasons of the world who take that extra step, who don't take no for an answer, who find a way? Is your, uh, are your, is your vision in writing or your goals in writing or your results in writing? And the one thing that I think most people never write down is what are absolutely everything that's going to get in my way that I'm going to have to overcome. What am I going to be prepared for? I don't think most people even look at that stuff. No, I don't think they do either. And the one thing that's typically in our way is a break every once in a while, which we're going to have to take. Um, We're talking about persistence. Don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. Do you go to war for your vision and your goals? Every day. Do you go to freaking war over it? Every day. And you know what? That's the question. You're going to lose some battles, my friend. Yeah. But it's a war. You're in it to win the war. You're not in it to win the battle. You're going to win more than you lose. And, you know, persistence probably isn't as much about not giving up as realizing that you will lose along the way. Absolutely. Losing is a part of life. You are a loser at moments in your life. Mm -hmm. But it's how we react and get back up that will determine, actually, will define us. Yep. That's that's it. That's the that's what will define us Mm -hmm. is how we react to the losses. Um, a new friend of mine who I guess you can say I've kind of entered into a small mentoring relationship, nothing formal, mm-hmm. uh, recently took, took our, our program here in the Richmond area, having, having trouble finding a new job. Recent college graduate, big trouble, lot, lots of trouble. Uh, we've had some conversations about his interviewing and things of that nature. You know, the pivot points when you're trying to find a job where things could go wrong. Yep. Um, Went to interview at a company, I think it was last week. Found out, um, I, I sent a letter of recommendation to the HR department. I knew the person there. She responded w- with a positive note. And then same day yesterday afternoon, he texted me. He said, I didn't get the job. Mm. But man, the attitude in him was completely different than what I've seen up to this point. Uh, I expected this, this kind of declining attitude of not getting a job, not getting a job, not getting a job, not getting a job. I expect, I really do expect people, James, to have uh, worse tone, worse responses. Like, it gets worse for them. Yeah, I, I do too. It's it, a diminishing return of positivity. Like, there's just very little left. People literally say, I give up. Totally different attitude. Like, he is in a completely different frame of mind of saying, um, I just need to get... I, more no's bring brings me closer to a yes, mm-hmm. 
And if you're in sales, and he's not in sales, but he's selling himself, you know this in sales. It's like, I need to, I, you know, if I get a no, that's just one less no now I need to go through to get to my next yes. Yep. It's, it's so about attitude and, and persistence because I would say 98% of life is determined to keep us down. Yeah. It's just literally structured in the world that the things you face are structured against you. Mm-hmm. And you can decide whether you want to be a victim to that and believe that or if you want to reset the table. That's right. And we're not saying that you can't, you're never going to get down. I mean, listen, on All on, the time. on your path to greatness, on your path to whatever your goal is, whether it's that promotion at work or whether it is starting a multi-billion dollar company, you are going to have bad moments where you want to quit, where you are ticked off, where you're sad. All the time. All sorts of emotions. That's okay. We're not saying that you should be happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. 24-7. There are going to be some tough days on that road. But if your overall attitude is positive, if your overall attitude is that you're going to be persistent, that you're not going to give up, that you keep that momentum that you were talking about, JJ, that is that is the 1%. That is the 1% mm-hmm. that most people, that the other 99% don't have. We talked about the first step here in persistence is what do you want? You have to establish exactly what you want. The next step is to ask yourself, why do you want it? I don't think most people do that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think most people really sit down and 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 think about well, why is this important to me? And this is um, it, this is my formula that if why you want something in life is too centered on you, when things get in your way, you are going to take that harder and you're going to want to quit faster. Mm-hmm. That the more selfish you are about something. If your goal is self-centered too much, I think all goals are self-centered. Yeah. And you you have to you have to have some sort of a payout for yourself whenever you do anything in life. You have to have a reward. But if it's too self-centered that whenever these things get in your way, they're going to be more powerful, they're going to be more destructive because now they're very personal. Now flip that to well what should this be for in my life? Well, you should be focusing on visions and goals that are more centered on other people, your family, your coworkers. If you, um, if you're not a leader, if your leader focused on the people that work for you, it's like, if you're looking to build up your community, um, you're going to be more driven when these barriers get in your way mm-hmm. because it's not about you as much. And you realize this is for the other, I can't let other people down. A lot of the persistence that I've experienced in my life isn't as much about being let down personally as it is, I got to keep going because I can't let down my wife and my kids. Mm -hmm. This is for them. Yeah, it's for me. Of course it's for me. Because there's other people involved in your goals and your vision, that persistence will just become more powerful, especially if you can turn back to those people and get the encouragement that you need to keep going. Because that's the other thing. If it's so selfish, who's going to be there to support you along the way? Where's your support group if you're all by yourself? Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and And the persistence... Even people who are successful. I mean, you know, it's funny. The examples we've been using so far, JJ, are people who are are basically starting out on a new road. Well, there are plenty of people yeah. that are already wildly successful that their persistence takes them to heights that they never imagined. Look at, uh, look at Richard Branson. So, I mean, he, here's a guy, billionaire, entrepreneur, has airlines, has, has all sorts of different businesses. 
it's not enough. Mm-hmm. He he wants to he wants to take tourists to outer space, <laughs> and he's going to do it. And Musk, same same yeah. kind of guy. And he's but they're 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 going to Virgin Galactic. It, mm-hmm. it, it's going to happen. And my gosh, look at the setbacks he's had. People have died for God's sake yeah. uh, on 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 this road that that Richard Branson is is trying to drive toward. But I wouldn't bet against the man. Mm-hmm. He's proven it time and time again. He's going to get there. Yep. And so, and so it, it really is something that affects all different parts of your life. It doesn't mean that you're a workaholic. You can be persistent in something and still have a good work-life balance. Um, I, I mean... I've got a question for you on yeah. that. Because uh, a lot of people do equate persistence with giving something enough time. Well, I just don't give it enough time. That's why it's not working out. Um, do you feel like it's because we don't invest enough time that we end up kind of losing the momentum behind something and then it it fails and we give up too early? That's a great question. I think that that certainly can happen. The thing is that it's it's a really fine balance, JJ, because you don't want to get burned out on what you're doing either. Now, there are some mm. people who can invest themselves 20 hours a day into something. The question is, again, it's like running that marathon. Do you have the steam to keep on going? This same person who's building the brewery that I was talking about, this week, he's in Topsail Island with his family. He's mm. going he's gonna to leave for a day because the deal's going to close tomorrow. But but he he's here. He's at he's at his finish line. He's in Topsail Island because he realizes that you still have to have time. Yeah. And also these things take time. I mean, not to get into too much detail, but look at this show. So we've been going for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, I mean, growing our audience like crazy 17,000 plus likes on and followers on Facebook. Um, we have goals that are far more ambitious oh, yeah. as to where this show is going to go. And I think you and I are going to be persistent of it. Um, but it's you and this is a marathon, right? You yep. and I are in this for, for a marathon. Mm-hmm. We're not rushing it. Uh, we're still enjoying that work-life balance. And, and, and that really goes against the world. It does. It does. But but I think that we've got a clearly defined plan and we're following it. We've had some setbacks along the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, that's what it's all about. And that brings up a good point because there is a huge difference between persistency and consistency. Mm. A lot of people feel like they just need to keep doing the same thing over and over to get to that goal. And, and as long as they have enough consistency that they're feeling that or checking that box saying, yeah, I'm, I'm persistent. It's like, no, you're not being persistent. You're just being consistent. Yep. And your consistency is keeping you moving in one direction and you're not being flexible because part of that persistency is whenever you hit the wall, it's like, well, clearly I have to go another direction here. So you actually lose a lot of consistency mm-hmm. when you hit that wall. Like with the brewery guy, right? He's like, well, we're not going to go historic. We're going to go out here somewhere else and do it. Yeah. And, and you have to be so flexible that no matter what life throws at you, you can go another direction with it and find another way around it. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, so here here he took a plan from from going into an urban market, doing something in a historic space in the city meant for, you know, millennials to come in and, and enjoy and enjoy what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's going to a rural project that's going to have a huge outdoor area that's going to have cornhole and outdoor concerts and food trucks lined up around it. And I think it, it you know, it ended up being what I think is going to be a way better concept. But he had he hit some bumps along the road. He had to fail a little bit to mm-hmm. get there. And we've talked about that a lot too. But now he's going to get there. He's going to end up in a better position than he ever would have been in otherwise. 
But again, if he hadn't seen it through, if he had let all of this 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 negativity get to him, yep. he would have quit a long time ago. So we're talking about persistency on this show and how we need to keep moving forward towards our goals, making sure we have the goals, but really understanding why that, you know, when these things come up in our life, these barriers, these obstacles, what's going to get us moving forward. So don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. So here are some questions that I want you to ask yourself when it comes to persistency. Why are you not persistent enough? Mm. I mean, really search inside yourself and ask yourself, why do I give up too early? Because it's easy. Yeah. Just ask yourself that question. Look yourself in the mirror. Why am I not persistent enough? Another question. Why do you not have the energy, motivation, and true desire to keep going? I think one of the answers is maybe my goals aren't big enough. Maybe I've got the wrong, maybe I'm motivated by the wrong things. Yeah. I think a lot of people are in work situations where they're just so unhappy. It's like, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. Why are you doing what you're doing? And here's another question. I think um, I'm, I'm a big believer in trying to be a first-rate you instead of being a second-rate someone else. But, but when you look at someone that you admire because of their persistence, why do you admire them? What is it about them that you look at and say, I wish I could have a little bit more persistence based on them? And we live in such a, a, a horrible world of admiration by looking at people through social media. We think everyone's got a perfect life. But I think it's really, really important to find certain characteristics that we like in someone and then find out why it is that we like that about them and what is driving that. Because I think if you have conversations with those people that you consider to be very persistent, you'll start to realize, wow, they have way more obstacles to overcome than even I have to overcome, and they're getting it done. What's my excuse? Great point. And even people that have the same strengths that you do, again, you and I are pretty persistent people in our lives, JJ, but I mean, seeing this guy, Jason, uh, who's building this brewery, I know we keep on coming back to it, but- I'm getting drunk so much that he's- (laughs) It's, but it's motivating for me. It reminds me about that fire. And it, when I'm having a tough day, I think, golly, nothing compared to what that guy's been through here in the last six well, months. Especially people that have some sort of a disability. Yeah. A physical disability, a mental disability, and, and are able to achieve so much in their life and, and push through. And we're just not grateful enough about what we do have in the platform that we already have. And if you've asked yourself these questions, um, and you still, like if you, if you still are ready to give up on a lot of stuff, and this, this is something that I've done uh, whenever I've decided in, in not so many ways to give up on something is to say out loud, say these words out loud. I'm perfectly fine getting the results I'm currently getting. And I don't really want to achieve that goal, whatever that goal is. Like if you say that out loud, you'll start to feel, I think a little dirty. Yeah. And in you, you shouldn't live with yourself if you if it if you feel like you can't live with yourself by saying those things out loud then it's time to flip a switch somewhere yep absolutely get get yourself get yourself in line the other thing that we're all going to run up against and we were talking about this on a different topic a few weeks ago you are going to have on top of everything else that is going to be beating you down on your path to wherever you're trying to go you are going to have people telling you that you can't do it. You're going to have people being (laughs) negative that are going to pull you down along with everything else. You know, I, I can't imagine 
going back to, you know, we use Ray Kroc this time as he was trying to build that McDonald's. I can't imagine how many people said to him along the way, you know, you're, you're insane, Ray. You, you, yep. you, your experience is selling milkshake mixers to restaurants and you think that you're going to take a brand new concept nationwide mm-hmm. and build out hundreds or thousands of restaurants. You're kidding yourself. You don't have two dimes to rub together. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, on top of everything else, he had to overcome that. And you have got to push those people aside, folks. You've got to be able to push them aside, see your own vision and see it through. One of my favorite all-time books is a book called The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson. Have you read that book? I've not. It's a great, it's, <clears throat> I say three quarters of it is a parable. Mm-hmm. And then the last quarter is bringing some context into your life. And essentially, the story is this 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 guy that's chasing his dream. Mm-hmm. And it's, in a, it's kind of in a fantasy world. And, and, and they use a lot of um, uh, carl- colorful language to get you to see how big the obstacles are and things of that nature. But the moral of that parable is the people that are closest to him in his life are the greatest barriers to him achieving the dream because they're protecting him. Yeah. They literally are building walls bigger and bigger and bigger around him so that he can't even see his dream, let alone go achieve his dream. And it is by far the biggest obstacle we have in listening to the people that are very motivated by helping us, or maybe a better way to put it is they're very motivated by keeping us from getting hurt. Yeah, protecting us. By looking at the lowest common denominator of safety and risk Mm -hmm. to try to talk us out of it or to say things that will discourage us. How many times have you been in any situation in your life where you're complaining about something that's not working, whatnot, and the only response that that person that you care a lot about says is, well, maybe you should just quit. Maybe you should just stop. Maybe you should stop seeing them. Maybe you should stop doing that. Um. And there's a lot of validity sometimes. This is where this is where life gets really complicated. I know when Sam, my wife, speaks up about something as far as cautionary, mm-hmm. I absolutely have to listen to that. But that's out of her normal character. She's normally very supportive of my wild, crazy, stupid ideas. Yeah, my, my wife is exactly I mean, really the supportive. Same. Almost yeah. to the point where I'm like, you don't see anything wrong with what I'm doing right now. You're perfectly okay. Like I'm waiting for her to intercede and call me crazy. I'm I'm exactly okay. the same. Like yeah. I'm almost prompting her to put up a barrier in front of me. You're supposed to be the voice of reason. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm I'm in, I'm and I've told you on this show, you're the voice of reason for me on this show. <laughs> I'll come up with an, a really great idea. And then James asks one question and I'm like, dang it. Why do you have to be always re-? it's like, but that is a voice. There's a difference between a voice of reason and someone that is just trying to keep you in a box because they like you exactly who you are. Yeah, and and it's and you know you just hit on something with both our significant others and with with each other, which is we tend to ask each other questions. We tend not to go, well, that's a horrible idea. I don't think we should do that. Whatnot. It tends to be, well, ex- explain that. How do you see this, or how do you see that, or, or mm-hmm. why? I don't know. You know why? It's, yeah, and what? Why and what? Very powerful exactly. questions. And and think about that too. The next time you are giving a friend uh, feedback, going back to last week's show. Uh, you know, and we talked about that, you know, are you putting in the form of a question? We talked mm-hmm. about at the end of the show last week um, about that same thing. The third step in our persistent process, first was defining what do you want? Second is defining why do you want it? 
The third, and and I believe this should absolutely be in writing somewhere. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to do and live through? Not go through, but live through. Because there's two differences there. When you go through something, you're literally just passing through it. Right. It's a it's a storm cloud, right? It's it's temporary. When you're living through it, it could be something that you have to deal with for years in order to achieve your goal. So what are you willing to do and live through to see it through? Yeah. I mean, that's that it, it's the forest that we travel in. It's the dark ages that we go through. And what are you how long are you willing to travel through this? Um, is this a goal? Is this something that you want to achieve in five years? Are you looking for financial uh, independence, financial peace? Uh, are you willing to wait until you're 50 years old to find the spouse of your dream? A friend of mine's dad got married, <clears throat> I think he was in his mid to late 40s, where he, for all intents and purposes, he should have really given up on finding that significant other that he was meant to have. Um, but he didn't give up and he found that person. So what are you willing to do and live through in order to see it through? That That is the, pers- the persistence doesn't come up when things are good, right? It's not just, a, I mean, that's patience. Patience is when things are good, you're just not there yet. That's having patience or being impatient. The persistence comes whenever it gets dark, you can't see anything anymore. There is no reality left to your vision. It's almost like all is lost. Yeah. We're done here. It's over. Yeah. And the road the road of persistence is often the more difficult road. It's the uncomfortable road. And it's the one with the greatest reward at the end. You know, for the last 18 years, uh, underneath my monitor, I have had taped up uh, the poem of uh, the uh, the road not taken mm. by Robert Frost, um, because it's it's honestly it's a way that I have seen much of my own life, and it's it tends to be how I look at the world that I've typically always taken the path the road not taken. I've 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 taken that that path with all the you know all the overgrowth on it that that not many people walk, but has great reward at the end. And uh, I won't read the whole thing on the air, but uh, if you haven't read that poem. Uh, give it a read. The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. Um, but it's it's about making that decision to take the more difficult but the more re- rewarding path and to see it through. And I think we've been talking, I think we've been talking probably too much today about goals. I think we need to talk about your relationships. That the perseverance that we have in the, in the relationships, why? Well, because there's a 50% divorce rate. And I'm not advocating that you should just hang in there in bad relationships. I just can tell you one thing. I think most people quit too early. Yeah. And if you look at your most strained relationship, some of our listeners right now have siblings that they don't talk to anymore. They have Mm -hmm. parents. You have parents that you're not talking to right now. Yeah. Um, And all of them can be gone tomorrow. And you're going to have a lot of regrets. And the, the, um, the, the pers- we gave up. We gave up on 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 reaching out to that person, on seeing that person change their ways in our eyes, mm-hmm. or or whatever it is. Um, we have to have more persistence in mending and strengthening our relationships. the The good ones are easy. You just hang out. 
Mm-hmm. I've got I've got tons of of really good friends that I really don't need to do anything to maintain them because I don't I, I cannot talk to someone for a year and then talk to them and things are are great. There's some relationships that I've I've written I almost wrote off my dad, but thank goodness we mended it about a year or two before he passed from cancer yeah. in two thousand and um, two thousand and four. Yeah, wow. Um, it was I never gave up on on him and that relationship. I never ever gave up. And if there's one piece of advice that we need to leave you, the listener, with is, is look past your goals. Your vision should include strengthening, especially the family relationships that you have for the ones that aren't as good as they've been, is don't give up on that person. Do something. Do something to push through that because it's not over yet. It's not over yet. Um, I want to bring back one thing that we said earlier is life is about going to war. You have to go to war for the things that you want in this life. You cannot give up. You cannot let everything that is designed to strike you down in this world to get you down and keep you down. You have to make sure that what you're going through is something that you're not going to give up on. I couldn't agree more. And again, you're not going to win every day, folks. You got to you got to you got to get up, brush yourself mm-hmm. off because you got another battle today and today is going to be the one you're going to win. Thank you all for joining us here. You can uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, go to our website greatpeopleshow.com. We broadcast to you on radio every Thursday morning. Um, come check us out. Send me an email jj at greatpeopleshow.com. See ya. Bye-bye. Just like this. Where'd you walk?